You are listening to In The Queue with Bruce Coombs, a podcast where we discuss how to help grow your accounting and legal practice with industry thought leaders. Today's episode is part of our In The Spotlight series, in which we speak with legal and accounting practitioners who have demonstrated innovation, success and commitment throughout their work. Every month, we nominate an accounting or legal leader who has had a significant impact on their industry and brought a different perspective to the way they conduct business. In the spotlight this month, we have nominated Corrine Baird-Kotzer, General Manager at Murphitt Legal. Corrine has worked as an administrator and manager in the legal profession since 1991 and has been an office manager of various law firms since 1995. Corrine has a passion for making a difference, which has led her to her position as General Manager at Murphitt Legal, a young and dynamic firm led by a team of energetic and strategic directors. Corrine's support and dedication has helped drive the firm to become a well-recognised and serious player in the market. But Corrine's passion doesn't stop there. She's also been supporting the animal rescue efforts in Ukraine, specifically the animal welfare work. This is our, our sort of monthly uh, practitioner in the spotlight, our little series we've been running for a while now. So thanks uh, to Corinne from uh, Murphitt Legal for, uh, for joining us today. Um, so hi, Corinne. How are you going, Bruce? Hey, hey, always good. So uh, Corinne's at a cracking law firm over in WA called Murphitt Legal. And um, maybe one little question first, Corinne, like um, you've been there five and a half years. Tell me what's changed uh-huh. since you started. A lot has changed since I've started, actually. we've um, I remember starting and on day one, they told we were moving premises and changing practice management systems, and I had a few weeks to get it all done. And we got it all done, so we've made a big move um, in premises and we've settled in here and it's it's going really well. That's superb. Now, I think any uh, I think any lawyer listening and hearing the words change practice management system would yeah. cringe at that thought. <laughs> um, we all know what a, uh, a burden despite what the software companies tell us, it never seems to go quite the way we thought. Um, how is Murphitt sort of doing things differently and was changing PMS part of trying to do that? Yeah, look, part of we changed the PMS purely to get to a cloud-based system. So yeah. we were really looking at our business continuity, um, wanting to make sure that we were able to pick up and go anywhere, uh, making yeah. ourselves more mobile. And... Thank God we did because COVID yes. happened. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, we um, we put in, really lucky to work with the directors I do work with. They invested into the um, company and into the infrastructure for the company. And we did a complete rebuild of the entire computer infrastructure and put laptops across the whole entire firm. And then it was two years after we decided that that was our protocol going forward, COVID hit. And that was great because then everyone could work remotely. We had everything in the cloud ready to go. So uh, whilst there was a bit of pain with the change management, because there's always a bit of pain with the change management, (laughs) it was something which I know everyone appreciates now. And it's allowed us to have more flexibility with our staff. They can work from home. You know, everyone's just much more mobile. Yeah, look, absolutely. I mean, you know, work homes is such a topic in the legal profession. Oh, and in the yeah. accounting profession, professional services generally. Um, you know, we've got firms that are, that, are, that are saying virtual forever. That's mm. not going to happen. They've got other, yeah. other ones that are forcing them all back and all that. But anyway, it's, it, it, it's good stuff. And clearly, 
it was the right move. That was the right oh, move, you know. 100%. We do um, find we work better as a team when we're in the office together and, you know, we find that people actually like being in the office amongst yeah. their colleagues but they know that if they have something which they need to attend to at home or if they just want some quiet time to get on with a task, they can do it at yeah. home. Yeah. No, that's, that's superb. And, I mean, your passion is obvious, right? So it's pretty clear that you're passionate about not just Murford, but, you know, you're passionate about animal welfare and a range of other things. Do you want to share a little bit of that? I am. Uh, your causes and your passion? I am. Really? I'm a uh, fur mama. I have a beautiful Malamute cross husky at home, which he is a rescue baby. Oh, and I cannot imagine um, who gave him up. Like he's just a beautiful dog. And the thought of all the dogs that are out there which need rescuing uh, is just beyond me. You know, we have enough problems within Australia with puppy farming and backyard breeders and things which you know that's why I'm always a rescue person and I support Husky and Malamute Rescue which is one of my local Australian rescues that I support but internationally um, it's something which I am quite passionate about if I could live my life and actually pay all my bills I would be a volunteer in animal welfare Unfortunately, that doesn't pay my mortgage and it doesn't pay my bills. Um, So I just do what I can by sharing it on social media. Um, But Network for Animals is my latest one that I'm on. And so let's just drill into that one just a tiny bit more. If someone does want to get involved with uh, Network for Animals, what do I need to do? Okay, so Network for Animals, they do have a website. They are on LinkedIn. They are on Facebook as well. So you can look them up, Network for Animals. They are international. So they have been doing a lot of work in all kinds of countries, in all different countries. And their work changes depending on the country as well. Um, But most recently, their major work has been done in Ukraine uh, with the war. Yeah, so a lot of it was so sudden that people just packed up yeah. and left. And yeah. I don't think people knew that they would be gone and that it was going yeah. to be as severe as what it was. So they just left their animals at home, their pets at home. Um, so Network for Animals have, have been going in and literally breaking windows to houses and getting the pets out of homes and taking right. them to a safe place. Yeah. That's but they need great. money. <laughs> they need yeah. money. Uh, okay. So they're on LinkedIn and they're on, on the web, obviously. So people can look that up. Coming Absolutely. back to like, that, that, telling that same passion, which the way you do, like I've known you for quite some time now, so yeah. telling that same passion back into Murphy Legal. Um, mm. Tell me what you're doing in terms of team sharing the same passion that, that, that you might have for, for, for legal services. Uh, well, I, I try. That's all comes down to your employment and your culture, right? Yeah. So it's about getting the right bums on the, on the seat. Um, I yeah and look we we have gone through some change um when I came on board you know the directors and I sat down and we did a big strategy um, session on what we wanted Murphy Legal to look like and it was about having people who have the same work ethic and same desires out of the job as what we do and if you have people who have the same desires then it makes the makes the cogs in the engine turn over easier right Um, So, you know, it's hard and particularly at the moment, it's even harder when you're trying to recruit with the market at the way it currently is. Um, But you've got to make sure that you put the right bum on the seat. You're not just putting a bum on the seat. And yeah, 
it makes a huge difference. Sometimes you've got to wait longer to find that right bum and it's painful during that waiting period, um, but it's worth it in the end because you have less you have less management because you've got the right person. A, uh, a good vacancy beats a bad hire every day. Oh, absolutely. 100%. That's a good term. I like that one. I haven't used that one before. I'm going to borrow that yeah. from you, Bruce. Yeah, yeah. yeah still that. Um, but 100%. But like, yeah, like everybody talks about culture. We, get, you know, we have a team day and da da da. But it's, 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 it's regular enforcement of that. Like, um, it's day to day. It, it day is. to day. It really is. Yeah. You know? yeah. It can just be and a shout out on a Slack channel or Teams. Or it can be a shout out in the kitchen. It can be whatever. But it's so important. Well, and that's something we actually really foster. You hear in a lot of firms where, um, oh, the leaders, the partners are responsible for culture. No, I don't actually agree with that. Culture is a responsibility of every single employee. Um, it has to be set from leadership, 100% of what is accepted and what's not accepted. But then everyone is responsible for that culture. You, you can't be blaming the leadership all the time. You know, what everyone does on a day-to-day basis impacts on the culture for everyone. And yeah. that's something which we actually really work hard towards. And it's something I speak about in every interview I do with, um, you know, a potential new recruit. Yeah. I talk about the culture. I talk about their responsibility with the, with the culture as well. Um, and I also tell them very clearly that I'm protective of our culture. <laughs> We've yeah. worked hard to get our culture to what it is, and I'm very protective over it. Yeah, I think that's a really good observation. Like, once you've got it there, you've got to protect it and keep it there, right? And um, that's um, just as hard. It is. It's, it's the fabric of the family that will fall apart otherwise, right? Yeah. You know, you, know, you spend more time more time with your work colleagues than you often spend at home. So, and you know, one hundred percent. You know, and we, we have this culture of, you know, we bought a table tennis for the firm for Christmas. So now it's, yes. you know, Friday night table tennis in the in the um, south kitchen, push the tables back, push the table tennis in, couple of drinks, nice. game of table tennis. So that's just about getting people to enjoy each other's company on a, on a weekly basis. But it's your yep. interactions day to day, um, yep. talking to each other respectfully, understanding people have personal lives as well. Yep. Um yep. You know, it's all of those things which build a culture. It's not just one thing. It's a, uh, it's, it's good. I think I, uh, I think we should move to table tennis at uh, at Quick Fee because unfortunately we've been doing too much karaoke lately. So uh, we, <laughs> oh. we, we need to move away from karaoke back to table tennis. I don't think you know? karaoke in our office would be a good <laughs> idea. I don't think there's any budding performers here. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Thank you so much for your time, Corinne. Thanks for sharing about culture and, and, and everything at Murford. And mm. uh, in particular, for anybody interested in Network for Animals, just Google it. And uh, clearly there's, there's, there's help there. Well, follow me. Follow me and I'll have it follow on Corinne. There you go, <laughs> Corinne on LinkedIn, okay? Yeah. So thank you, Corinne. Um, we'll do another one of these next month. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for your time, Bruce. All the best. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to In The Queue with Bruce Coombs. If you'd like to learn more, head to quickfeed.com.au. If you like what you heard today, please follow us so you can get updates on new episodes coming up. And share our podcast with colleagues, friends and other firms.